Hello and welcome to Reenergize. This is the place to discover more about emerging tech in offshore renewables and how we will meet our future energy needs. My name is Johnny Love, Project Manager at ORE Catapult and Shadow Board Member at Renewable UK. At the Catapult, we connect agile technology developers, academics and industry players working to accelerate the UK's wind, wave and tidal energy sectors. This is the next episode in our mini-series of Reenergize SME Spotlight. In the run-up to the offshore wind industry's largest event in the UK, Global Offshore Wind, we're shining the spotlight on 10 innovative SMEs that we're proud to host on our pavilion stand at the event. In each episode, we'll learn more about the innovative solutions each company is bringing to the offshore renewable energy market and explore a wider industry topic. In this episode, I'm joined by Andrew Jenkins, CEO and founder of Kinwell Energy, a UK-based company developing its highly innovative Kinwell layout optimization of cable, known as Clock software for inter-array layout for offshore wind farms. Andrew, thanks for joining us today. To start off, I'd like to learn a little more about Kinwell Energy, please. We're a company that develops and commercializes innovative technologies that deliver significant scalable value to environmental and social challenges. What that means is we're effectively a tech company supporting the, the net zero transition. And our main product is the Clock software that optimizes the cable layouts of offshore wind farms. And what we see through that software is the ability to typically save in the region of 20% of the cable system capex over the life of the project. Now, what that means is that the cable system typically costs around 11% of the offshore wind farms cost. So we're adding value to the industry of around 2%, which is really awesome. That's an impressive figure, knowing in rough orders of magnitude, what a site would cost <laughs> to develop in terms of uh, CapEx. So considerable sums of money you're talking about there. You've touched on it already, but I'm keen, if you can, share with us a little bit more about the technology, the solution that uh, you're developing with Clark. It's clear the industry challenge that you're looking to address. How does it all work? We do an economical optimization of the cable layout. So what we're doing is we're comparing different turbine-to-turbine links that are possible and deciding which is the most appropriate from a cost perspective over the life of the project. So we're effectively playing dot-to-dot -dot in a very sophisticated way, and we're balancing the operational costs against the capex. So to what extent should we be prioritizing reducing the electrical losses and trading that off against the here and now cost of the capex to find the sweet spot that is the most economical for the developer and to reduce the cost of the levelized cost of energy. So how would you say the company's journey has been so far? How did Kinwell Energy start and where are you going? The growth journey has been absolutely rapid. We're doubling in revenue and in, in headcount roughly every year. What we've seen is that so we started off as consultancies with an initial capability that we developed. And then we saw the market need for a licensed product and we developed that. And through that, we've now achieved significant innovation funding to support job creation in our local area, the North Tyne Combined Authority. 
And that's really allowing us to drive forward and reinvest all of our our revenues into R&D to push forward. And ultimately, we're in a climate emergency and we need to deploy as much effort as possible in this area. And we're absolutely trying to deliver on that. And it's our imperative to reinvest everything to grow uh, and to deliver on these challenges. So typically, for every pound of revenue that we achieve from commercial revenues, we're investing around £2 in our R&D to develop our products and services for the benefit of the industry. It's not possible to grow at this rate without the incredible innovation funding that is out there, delivered by various interventions, many of them delivered via the Offshore Renewable Catapult. But for us specifically, the TIGOR programme funded by the North of Time Combined Authority and also the Northeast Business Innovation Centre's innovation programme. Thanks, Andrew. It's great to hear about the incredible growth trajectory of the business. How many people are working for Kimwell Energy at the moment? Do you have plans to grow the team? What's your headcount like? Yeah, we've got eight people at the moment with two vacancies for web developers currently open. And if anyone wants to apply for those, then do visit our website where you can apply. The headcount is on a trajectory of doubling every year. So I would expect that we'll be creating another eight to 10 jobs over the next 12 to 18 months. So if anyone is interested, please do send us your CV if you think you've got some complementary skills to our existing team. So moving on to the industry topic that we'll be discussing today, this is the role of cable optimization in future offshore renewable energy. We're already seeing gigantic engineering feats in terms of the offshore wind turbines and how they take shape. But these are expected to grow even larger as the industry continues, especially as we look to move further from shore. So my question to you is, how important is it to manage the wind farm cable layouts as we move into deeper waters with these larger turbines? It's an incredibly important thing to do. The cable system cost is, a, is around 11% of the total cost of a wind farm. So it's not insignificant. And we're able to achieve um, savings in the region of 20% of the cable system capex over the project lifetime. It's an incredibly difficult problem to solve. It's one of the most difficult mathematical problems, which is classed as a mixed integer non-linear optimization problem. One of the most difficult problems in the world where it is actually impossible to prove you have the very best solution. No one can claim they've got the very best solution. All that we can do is is say that we have never been beaten and that we're able to always deliver value relative to what other people can give to us as a competing layout in a very reasonable period of time. And we're developing through our innovation funding a platform technology that really drives forward optimization of mixed integer nonlinear optimization problems that we are applying to the cable layout problem. After we've perfected this capability, we will be applying this solution to other mixed integer nonlinear optimization problems within the industry and, and beyond. But clearly, that has massive benefits for the industry because there is a massive drive to push down the levelized cost of energy. It's absolutely essential because the more we do so, the more the energy that we create is making more profit for the developers. And that allows them to recycle that funding to create more wind farms and accelerate the route to net zero. But also, particularly in the current environment where energy prices are incredibly high, it gives greater scope helping with the energy challenges for the fuel poor and fuel poverty, which is incredibly important to do as well. Similarly to the larger turbine engineering feats that we're seeing, we're also seeing a rise in floating 
offshore wind farms planned across the UK, particularly in Scotland, but in other areas such as the Celtic Sea too. Does this new era of offshore wind pose new challenges for optimising cable layouts? Yeah, it really does. The floating wind farms have many more considerations that need to be taken into account in the optimization process. For example, the mooring lines have many challenges to deconflict the cable routes from the mooring lines and stop them from bashing together. But that actually makes the problem more complex and that increases the need for the types of techniques that we use for optimising the cable layout to drive value and reduce the cost relative to what you would achieve without such software. Yeah, I can imagine it's a real, uh, a real head scratcher, Angie, uh, for you guys to configure your tools to um, accommodate those kind of complications. We've acknowledged that we're already in the midst of an energy crisis, prices for consumers skyrocketing over the recent months. I'm interested to know how the link between optimising cable layouts can actually help with this. So what we're doing within the optimization is, is we're effectively balancing the cost of losses, both in terms of electrical transmission losses and unavailability losses, with the cost of capital in the capex. And when you have a substantial change in one of those areas, then the amount of prioritization you need to place on that area needs to also change in the design process. If you've got, for example, a layout that was optimized, say, 12 months ago prior to this crisis and the energy price changing, the optimal layout that would have come about then is no longer necessarily the optimal layout that would come out if it was to be re-optimized now. So if there are layouts that people have developed prior to this, but they haven't been installed yet and there's still scope to be changed, and people think that this new environment we're in is going to be prolonged and continuous, then it might be appropriate for people to reconsider their, their cable layouts to increase value for the project over its life. And lastly, from me then, my area of interest is, is largely in operations and maintenance of offshore wind. And of course, from my experience, when cables fail, it's a very costly exercise to repair those and uh, get uh, operations back to normal. How does your technology support reduce the impact that the O&M teams might face? When we're doing the optimization, we're modeling the costs of our clients, uh, of the developers and the EPC contractors and others. And that means that we're modeling what happens in the event of a cable fault and taking into account the costs of that. And of course, you have different protection philosophies that, that might be put into consideration. But you can imagine that when a cable fault happens, all the turbines downstream of that fault are out of service until a full repair is made. And so what we're able to do is consider that during the optimization process. That means that the software will appropriately take account of it and design layouts that minimize the impact of that through rerouting cables so that, for example, you might want branching as opposed to a radial network. And that means that you might be able to keep more turbines in service for longer. We're just about to finish up on today's SME Spotlight for Kinwell Energy, but I want to tie into global offshore wind that's coming up on the 21st and 22nd of June. What are you most looking forward to at the conference, Andrew? Well, besides getting back to seeing people face to face, which is going to be absolutely awesome, I'm really looking forward to the event because we're actually going to be launching a new product at the conference. So our TIGOR funded innovations are leading to a number of 
new product launches. And, and the first of those we are going to launch at the conference. So I'm really looking forward to being able to say more. I'm itching to say more. And it's, it's really exciting and it's going to drive some real value for the industry. So we're going to be speaking at, at the conference. And we've also got a stand co-located with the Offshore Renewable Energy Catapult on stand 160. So please do come and see us and it'd be great to see how we can add value to your project. Andrew, thank you for taking part in this SME Spotlight episode of Re-Energize for Global Offshore Wind. Make sure you tune into the next episode in the mini-series where we shine the spotlight on another one of our SMEs at this year's pavilion. In the meantime, listeners can find more about ORE Catapult activities at ore.catapult.org.uk and don't forget to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn at ORE Catapult. <laughs>